episode five of the Book of Boba Fett has now released, and I know I'm late, but I had to talk about spoilers. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm going to be discussing the Book of Boba Fett, episode five, and in case you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard what happens in this episode or who hasn't come back, this will be a full spoiler review, and I know I initially was not going to talk about this episode because I am very busy this week, as well as the beginning of next week, but don't worry, I will absolutely be back for episode six on Wednesday, as I normally do. But I wasn't planning to talk about this week's episode until pretty much the tease at the end of last week's episode. Kind of, what they were teasing, I knew that I had to talk about it if it came through within this episode. And let's just say they did. And if you haven't seen the episode, spoiler warning, if you want my non-spoiler thoughts, best episode of the season, absolutely no competition, and it's not a coincidence that this was the best episode, because we're going to get into it. And yeah, this, is, this episode was more compelling, had more heart, had more humor that worked than any of the other episodes prior to this, and it didn't really, to say the least isn't really what you'd expect following episode four, even with what it teases. But with that said, let's get into spoilers. So now they can talk about it. Episode five of the Book of Boba Fett was officially titled Return of the Mandalorian. And as soon as we were in that opening, fr- opening just frame, moving into, we're in this factory. And then Mando walks through, and you can even see the silhouette of the Mandalorian behind that curtain thing. And... You could just see the silhouette there. And I'm like, Boba Fett is not cool enough to do that. So instantly, I knew it was the Mandalorian. Now, let's let's set something right off the bat. This episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who's directed two episodes so far. I directed episode four, Sanctuary, or chapter four. And then directed, I believe, chapter 11, titled The Heiress. Now, both of our episodes I've really liked. So I particularly like chapter four, Sanctuary. It's one of the more rewatchable episodes, actually. It's actually turned into one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. Then her other episode, Chapter 11, The Heiress, definitely not one of the more rewatchable episodes in contrast, but I still thought her directing was really good. I just thought it was a bit rushed. This might have been her best episode she's directed within this world of Star Wars. I would actually love for her to get her own full show to direct, like the director of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is getting, who also directed two episodes in Season 1 of The Mandalorian. So... She did did such a great great job with this episode. There was a lot of really cool directing things, which I'll get into as we talk about this. Another thing to note is that I know I'm going to get this comment. You're just a Mandalorian chill, and you just love this episode because Mando's in it. And to a degree, that might be it, but I genuinely think, I don't think anyone could watch this episode and see how much better it is from quality, from directing, just all of that. It's just all on another level to me. It's so much more compelling. The storyline is more interesting. Just from all different perspectives, I don't really see how you could not think this is the best episode unless you were so invested in the book of Boba Fett, which I think is also pretty hard to believe, considering I feel like it's had pretty mixed reactions, although it definitely has some of its fans. I'm not saying it doesn't, but this is more like it. And this proves that Book of Boba Fett really did not need to be made. And we could have just had Mandalorian Season 3, which is all we wanted. And this episode proves that it would have been so great. Because if this was basically the Season 3 premiere of The Mandalorian, and deleting like the last, literally like 20 seconds of the episode, you just put make this your Season 3 premiere. 
and there you go. And it, it's a fantastic premiere. Even if this wasn't on the Book of Boba Fett show, everyone would still be loving this episode because it is just a great episode overall. Again, it is like fully spoilers discussing in a second, but it's been out for two days, so you've heard nauseam about this episode. So I'm kind of just going to fly through it, noticing a few things I really liked. But this was such a great episode, and this is easily, again, the best of the Book of Boba Fett. And I've said this before, I said this in my episode one review, I'm not really a fan of Boba Fett. I feel like even when they brought him back, I was hoping they'd do a bit more with him than they actually ended up doing. And seeing this series, I'm still not really invested in the Boba Fett character. I really wish I was, but a character I am invested in in The Mandalorian. And when you're telling a story about a character you like, you're instantly more inclined to enjoy it because you actually care what happens to him. And... You feel everything that he feels on his journey as when with Boba Fett. I find him to be a very distant character emotionally. With the Mandalorian, all the little quirks he has here and there, everything connects with us because we've, unfairly so, I understand, had the buildup of his character. And Boba Fett should have pretty much been nothing more as coming back and returning as a side character. And instead, they've decided to kind of just try their best to humanize him by taking his mask off for most of the episode. And I understand that perspective. But I think with a character that, that has with that much prestige in the Star Wars universe, why, I will never understand why he's held to such a high regard. But with something like that, I feel like they needed to really handle his character differently. But I just don't really know. But I'm talking about this episode, but all I'm saying is I'm a bit annoyed that... This proves that the book of Boba Fett really isn't very good. And this episode, as much as I loved it, proves that proves how not good of a job I feel like they've done on the book of Boba Fett so far because of how much better it was and how much more interesting it was. Like in this episode, we got to learn about the Matt and the Batmax story of how Mandalore got destroyed. Again, most of most of us already knew. But it kind of went into that, even showed that T2 style. And then we got to, you know, learn a bit about Bo-Katan and how she connects and how the watch views her. We also got to learn even what, what, um, what where Mando is going next. And just all the aspects of the story, even about the Mandalorian religion and how it differs from when they were originally on Mandalore, why they've gone their separate ways. All of that is more interesting than Tatooine politics. And I don't mean to just hate on the Book of Boba Fett so far, but I haven't hated the show, I haven't liked it, and I certainly haven't fully disliked it. But the thing I've been feeling with it is major disappointment. And this episode proves that we really didn't need the story of Boba Fett taking over Tatooine told. And we just needed The Mandalorian Season 3 because they set up so much interesting stuff. This episode shows how compelling it would have been even something as simple as the Mandalorian flying, like, I'm not even kidding when I say this, even something as simple as the Mandalorian flying his new ship around Tatooine without even gold is more engaging than Boba Fett in, like, this speeder chase where he's actually, where there's actual action and conflict. And I think that's where all the comparisons really just put down the book of Boba Fett. But let's not waste any more time on that. Let's get into actually going through the episode. So the episode starts off instantly the best scene in the entire show we've had so far. And I'm like, I need the Mandalorian season three. Like, what are you doing? Give me this Boba Fett show. But Mando walks into this factory, kills a bunch of dudes, 
who pretty much one of them's got a um a bounty and he even like recreates the thing he did in season one episode one that i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold that one really enjoyed that he's seeing that again again it's just some cheap little fan service but the type that's just subtle enough and it's just kind of to get you back into the mood of the mandalorian i think it worked and the action scene was so great and even in terms of action the hand-to-hand stuff on boba fett i would say most people have agreed have been pretty bad this was so great i love that he used the dark saber he also had the beskar spear and it was brutal he was slicing people in half sliding people's heads off really enjoyed that love that they were able to go that far but this is just this is the type of action i need and i feel like it's so disappointing that we just haven't really gotten that from boba fett but really enjoyed this and then he we pretty much learned that he did only go after his bounty so that he could find the armorer if you don't remember the armor is well you should have seen the episode because i did give a spoiler warning it was the character in episode one who he met in that underground creed who kind of raised him. Paz Vizsla is also there. Who I, get, I don't remember if we learned his name before, but he is the descendant of Pre Vizsla. I believe it was son or grandson who, or, who ruled Mandalore during the time of the Clone Wars, I believe. But I'm not 100% sure about that. It has been a very long time since I rewatched the, re-watched the Clone Wars. But they burned the Beskar Spear. They actually use it to help Grogu make him something. I don't know if it's like a kyber. Obviously, it can't make the kyber crystal, but like just the lightsaber handle for him. I don't know. I'm interested to see where that goes, which I'll get inside a bit later. But there's actually a really cool flashback sequence to the destruction of Mandalore and the like the even like the mines under it, which they reference again. I like I said earlier, kind of had this T2 Judgment Day vibe. Really love that, obviously. And this post-apocalyptic feel to it, which we don't really get from Star Wars. I really enjoyed this little flashback sequence. And I almost wish we got to see more of that. But, you know, I'm sure it was very, very expensive to put together. We also get to talk about Bo-Katan. And this actually, you know, does something that we actually saw in Rebels, I believe. Which is when, well, actually it has to be in Rebels. That's the only one we've seen Sabine. But Sabine, the character in Rebels, who was part of the Ghost crew, basically gave, gave Bo-Katan... The Darksaber. I don't remember if this was in Season 3 or 4. I believe it was Season 3. And the reason I think it was Season 3 was because I wasn't the biggest fan of it. The fact that I can't really remember the sequence is probably because it's from Season 3. And that's really the only way that I, I feel like this was actually in... This was in the uh, in, in, in that episode, of, in, in Season 3 of Rebels. Also, as we continue on, we learn that Paz Vizsla, who, again, one of his, I believe his grandfather, originally held the Darksaber. He wants it back, so they have this little fight for the Darksaber. Again, another really cool hand-to-hand fight. And the way it's actually resolved is Mandalorian does get the upper hand, which I don't know if anyone ever doubted that. They were crazy, but I love the way it ends because although it was a bit out of nowhere, it does suggest something. That is that the armorer asks each of these two Mandalorians, Paz Vizsla and Mando or Din Djarin, asks them have you ever removed your helmet because and then you know Paz Vizsla says no and then she says this is the way the Mandalorian is forced to reveal that he has removed his helmet actually in the show it's actually he's actually removed it four times because he removed it in, in actually Bryce Dallas Howard's first episode of the Mandalorian she, he removed it but they didn't show you his face it just that he just removed it to put it right next to him and I guess 
no one saw him, even though it's a bit hard to believe considering he was at a he was at this just window area of sorts. It was removed by IG eleven in season one of The Mandalorian. And then also we had it removed when he was trying to save Grogu in chapter fifteen. Then he removed it again the episode after saying goodbye to Grogu. So he's removed it four times. And he does have to admit to that in this episode. And because of that, I guess he's not, you know, he's not part of this anymore. And because of this, he's kind of kicked out of this Mandalorian. Unless he goes to this, goes to the mine, or I guess it's to kind of cleanse his wrongdoings. But I think, I don't know if that fully applies here. Because I thought we learned last season that this group, the Watch, aren't true Mandalorians, if you could say that. I mean, Bo- I mean, it's kind of, it's not really like Boba Fett, because he's just a guy who got the armor. But I'm still curious to see how that will play. And I'm, and I'm actually wondering whether Bo-Katan will play in this, because I think that would just make sense. But clearly that's not his next mission anyway, so we'll get into that a bit later. Also, something I wanted to mention is this episode has a bit more humor thrown in there, which I think worked. In particular, I really enjoyed the sequence where he takes off his weapons and he just leaves the Darksaber in that case. And I was like, what are you doing, Mando? Why are you doing that? But, you know, things got to be... And then he decides to go to Tatooine. And at first, I was really confused why he's doing this. He actually goes to Maz Eisley and I had no idea what was going on because I was like... Boba Fett wouldn't have contacted him because we would have known that. And then I remember that there was this character that came back. I don't remember her name. I'm not really a fan of this character, but luckily they use her as this very small piece of spice every now and then. And instead, it's more focused on the more important thing, that Mando gets a new ship, and this is a Naboo fighter. Now, it's not the same as the Naboo starfighters that were used in Episode 1, most notably from young, annoying Anakin Skywalker. But it is a Naboo fighter, and I like that little thing they threw in there. And even, actually, we'll get into this after, but there's also another one, which is there's, there's a BD droid here. And now, I don't know if he if this droid was from last episode, because from last season, because I watched the episode, like, 24 hours ago now from when I'm recording this. But the this droid was also in Jedi Fallen Order. Now, I actually never finished Jedi Fallen Order, but a sequel was just announced, and I'm probably going to have to finish it before that game comes out. I never finished it, but I remember the droid and his relation and the droid's relationship with the main character Cal Kestis being a really fun dynamic. So, I don't know if they're the same droid, and especially with Fallen Order taking place in between episodes 3 and 4, he probably the droid probably still isn't with Cal. And I don't know if something happens to the droid in the later parts of the game that I don't know about, but I just, I'm just curious whether there's a connection there. And I guess we'll pro- we may find out. I'm not really sure. But we do get some nice interaction between Mando and the Jawas, and we learn that you know, they can get any of these parts, even from stuff pre-Empire. And then we get the finished Naboo Starfighter. There's this really cool reveal in the music. Ludwig Gorenson did such a great job in this episode. And even as I'm talking about it, I actually forgot I was talking about Book of Boba Fett because this just felt like a Mandalorian episode, which clearly also points out how much better of a show it is. Like, I don't want to assume things, but it almost feels to me like the creators or maybe the studio head saw what they were doing with the Book of Boba Fett. And after the first few episodes, because even then, this, this, 
this show, I'm not saying this is exactly what happened, but this show has seven episodes. Firstly, that's kind of an odd number to assign to a show, like seven episodes. I just don't think you'd usually do that. Usually it's like six or eight, and then you just go to ten, maybe nine, but seven is very rare. So it almost felt to me like they they finished the first two episodes. I don't know if they did in order, like with a usual TV show, but unless they filmed it out of order, like usually movies are filmed. But it almost felt like to me they did the first two episodes and thought, this isn't going very well, and just and decided to include The Mandalorian a bit later, and because that added another episode to set up what he's doing, maybe take out an episode of The Mandalorian Season 3, and then change the ending of the show to include him. I don't know if that was the case, but if it was, I honestly wouldn't be too surprised. But I don't know, that's just something I wanted to mention. He tries flying it, and that's something I noticed was I was wondering if that was actually the same canyon as when they did the pod, pod race. And if it was, I'd like to see what they're doing with the, uh, like the pod racing nowadays, if we ever get there. And if Book of Boba Fett wants more interesting, that's something I do actually want to see. But then we get to see him actually interacting with some New Republic X-Wings, one of which, one of the characters on there we met last episode, he's, he has very quick hyperdrive and manages to escape almost instantly. But the final tease at the end of this episode is that Fennec comes in and asks the Mandalorian for help. He actually says it's on the house, so he's not taking any money to help her and Boba Fett. I'm not really sure why. I think it's just because Boba Fett lent him his Starfighter. Uh, what is it called now? The Fire Spray? I don't know what it's called now. Boba Fett Starship. I don't know, to be honest. It has like three different names that people are thinking it's called. To go, you know, save Grogu. And after he was saved, of course, Luke Skywalker told him, which leads into the end of this episode, which is the Mandalorian saying he want, he's going to pay a visit to a little friend. And of course, he's mentioning Grogu or Baby Yoda or the child, whatever you want to call him, is going to return. I can't wait to see him return with the Mandalorian. I'm actually curious to see... I'm actually, I don't, I don't think they mentioned this, but I actually would like to know how long in between The Mandalorian Season 2 this episode takes place after. I'm assuming it's not like a year or anything, but obviously going with the Book of Boba Fett's timeline, I'm assuming it's like a few months maybe. But I would like to maybe get be a bit more clear on that, but he wants to pay a visit to a little friend, and knowing now that Luke Skywalker took him to train him, I'm curious... Will we see Luke Skywalker episode next episode two? Or maybe not next episode, but in the Mandalorian season three. And also, are we going to see, you know, like maybe some of his other Jedi younglings? Because if he's taking him, will we, will we, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Will we see Han Solo if he's training him and he's with, he's with, I guess the rebels were still around at this time. I don't know if they transition into the resistance yet. Because the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. So I'm so curious to see what's going on and who we're going to see and where Mando is going and how he knows where to find Grogu unless he had something which he could just track, which I don't remember. But all I know is I'm definitely in the mood to rewatch The Mandalorian. But again, I'm really busy over this week and next week. So after that, I will definitely be doing that. And then, you know, can't wait for next Wednesday. This is weird, but I haven't been really excited for any of the Book of Boba Fett episodes, pretty much until episode five, because even when it came to the first episode, I haven't been that excited for the show because I haven't really liked the trailers. But even for episode five, I wasn't sure if the Mandalorian would actually show up. And then hearing from people that he did show up in this episode made me really excited to watch. But I'm actually very excited for next week's episode. But I'm also worried because now I'm even less confident that they'll be able to 
end the show satisfyingly with the fact that they took away episode, which was great to tell a completely different story. But I'm curious to see where it's going, and I am very much looking forward to next week's episode and seeing how it goes. With that said, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.